Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. New season and potentially a new Everton as well. The Toffees went to Tottenham Hotspur and won uh, a traditional big six side for the first time in 41 matches. Can you believe it? Absolutely remarkable. Wonderful performance from the Blues. And I'm delighted to say that joining me for this post-match, uh, Rob Vera. Rob, uh, sum it up in one word, mate. How are you feeling? Uh, oh, one word. Hi. I feel high. <laughs> and, uh, I feel. I I feel. Um, I, I I don't even know. Like, and, and I and I use that word uh, because it's it's a feeling of euphoria, and you don't you don't know you know that you haven't quite experienced something quite like it maybe before and I know that that's a bit extreme for one game but you have to understand and and I don't know that most casual observers and and especially many of our new followers from Colombia will fully understand but the first 15 minutes of the match I I, I didn't even recognize the midfield like (laughs) passing balls and just you know comfort and confidence and these guys hadn't even played a preseason minute together um, it, it only it only suggests that with more time to gel that that it'll be um, even better. But um, I mean, the, the result, of course. But I knew I knew that going into today, that regardless of what happened today, this was always about the big picture. But to be able to do that in 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 game one uh, with this group is just I think it's a testament in a good way about how we've addressed uh, the, the glaring weakness in, in midfield 
but also a bit damning in regards to just how how dire it has been in that part of the pitch for for so long. But I, I am I'm tingling. I think Lyndon when Lyndon came on, he's like I felt like I should be going out and running around the block right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I feel great and I'm excited. I'm so so excited by the potential of what we saw today. Yeah, Lyndon Lloyd from talking about those joiners as well. I think it's your only your second post match, isn't it, Lyndon? You've been on one before when you were over last time with, with me and Mark Mosey yeah. but um, you know what, 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 what's your one word to describe how you're feeling after that euphoric is a good word yeah um, maybe a bit confused as to what what, what have I just seen um, and I, I'm still I'm actually my stomach's still in knots over that last 15 minutes uh, uh, it was, we, I don't know we got a bit sloppy towards the end of the last 15 minutes when they you know they tired and I was like oh, just please just hold on because I mean, to start the season with a win is amazing. To win in London for once is amazing. And then to beat, you know, one of the so-called big six teams. Um, yeah, it just is such a, such a good start. And, um, yeah, as, as Rob was saying, it's, it's a totally different team. Totally different team. I, I think the, the one tweet that I actually managed to put out during the game was we looked like a proper football team now. Um, you know, retaining possession, winning the ball, and actually knowing what to do with it once you have it, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm almost lost. I know our words. bar is so low, isn't it, Linda? <laughs> do, do you know what though? Like, it's, it's funny you should say that because I've been watching it with like we've been like a family do today, and like one of my my brother-in-law's a Liverpool season ticket holder, so he was watching the game. He was he's not a he's, he's not a bad bad by any means. He's a good lad, and you know he was sort of he was sort of like looking at me and my dad watching that game and talking about Everton's midfield in glowing terms of you know passing sideways and holding a shape it's like oh this this is amazing it's like but but we haven't we haven't yeah. seen anything like this for so long you know from an Everton side which, which is what made it so so good but I think obviously we'll come on to speak about individuals and and the manner in which they played but I'll come back to you on this one Linda we just sort of put a tweet out about this then they're my favourite sort of wins then because I imagine every lad in that start 11 will go away feeling like I really contributed to that today there was I know, I know, you know when you win a big game like this it's easy to say you know they were all man of the match and you know that's, that's never you know sometimes that's not the case but there's not a lad in blue today you could look at from that, that start 11 and even the subs who came on I thought Sigerson did pretty well when he came on as well to be fair they all contributed in big ways to that win today. And I think at the start of the season, when you've got new players in the squad, when you're trying to get everyone's you know, motivation up and morale up, they are the best type of wins, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I, you, I, I'm trying to think of who would be man of the match. Um, well, Sky, and, Sky Sports gave it to Alan over here. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it could have been any, it could have been any number of them, and that's... I mean that's not. When was the last time you could say that hmm. about an Everton team? I think if we hadn't if we hadn't held on, you would maybe look at Richardson a bit and think you know wasted a few chances, was a bit sloppy with the ball. Um, but but the fact you know we didn't you know we we held on, and so all we have to think about is the positives. Um, I think it's amazing that we could pretty much see out the second half and James Rodriguez maybe touched the ball twice with any you know, with, with any real purpose I mean he was he was he wasn't a passenger but he just needed to he was almost doing the the messy role just kind of strolling around the midfield he didn't have to run he was just knitting things together um, and Tottenham did, did they put a glove on us in the second half 
I mean, it was just, and that's that, and that's the difference that it makes. You have a midfield that can protect the defense, and all of a sudden, the goals stop flowing. You know, we don't look as open as we have as, as we did last season. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's amazing. And if that's if that's the platform, and they're only going to get better from here, it's exciting times. Mm. That, that's it, isn't it, Rob? It, you know, it, that does. You know, that is the platform, isn't it? In that sense, and you, you sort of touched on it quite briefly there in regards to. You know, a lot of these lads probably don't really know each other's name. They won't speak the same language. You know, they, they're probably not. But but I suppose it, in some sense, I suppose this you, you can bring this back to the manager a little bit, can't you? And say that you know they all know how this manager. You know, Alan, Alan and Rodriguez know what this manager wants and how he likes to work and what he demands from his players. And when you bring in players like that, it's probably easier for them to adapt to the setup and his, his methods than just bringing someone in who's you know not necessarily worked with him before. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we've talked uh, a lot over the years, you know, regardless of who the manager was that came in about this notion that it would be nice for Everton to be able to bring in players who were really familiar and especially in the area where, let's be honest, I think we're seeing clearly it matters most in midfield because of how much of a role they play in every aspect of, of the game. But, you know, we haven't really had that. And suddenly you've got uh, two of our, our three big additions being players that are uh, one going to be um, integral to how we move the ball um, and, and then two have played and excelled under under Carlo Ancelotti before and and, and that was uh, so evident today and it I, I'm, I'm a little taken aback just because as excited as I've been about these signings I, I've thought well it, it's going to take some time for them to bed and and by the way it still will I, I think that mm. um, our our bar has had just gotten so low and it maybe even shattered to the point where we saw three new additions who would probably tell you that they were all knocking a bit of rust off. None of them played in the preseason, and yet they came in, and just by being uh, competent, they, they looked so impressive. So it just, to, to Lyndon's point, it really accentuates uh, the, the ceiling for this thing. And, and, and having a manager who was very clear in, you know, one, he had plenty of time with, with the squad before, you know, before the summer uh, to, to really identify what it was, but to have such a clear idea in his head of what was needed to go be able to go out and get it. And, and in fairness to uh, Marcel Brands and, and Mashiri and, and uh, the board in general uh, to, to be equipped to go out and get those pieces. Um, I, I think that's, that's always sort of been the idea, but, but I think the difference now is, that you have a manager that frankly is a step above hmm. what we've normally had here at Everton in regards to not only his his uh, accomplishments and his uh, acumen, but but really his pull. Uh, we, we were not going to be in a position to have Allen or, or certainly James Rodriguez if Carlo Ancelotti isn't the manager. So then once he's able to get those players in, it's about then, you know, helping them gel uh, so that they can execute. And, you know, based on just today, evidence the uh the signs are, are certainly there i think it all comes down to fitness and by the way that's that's true that's a sports thing i mean yeah. that's that's just the truth of of any side who has players that they rely upon you know we've got to keep these players fit but the idea was right we talked about that a lot that the idea was right and so now it's about going out and doing it and and this is really really exciting based on today's evidence yeah and you know we'll, we'll come on to talk about some some individuals now and 
you know, the, the one the one fellow I wanted to, talk, to you know speak about first. Thought, you know, we not mentioned his name yet. He scored the winning goal. Is is Dominic Carver Lewin? And you know, it's 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 one of them, isn't it? There's so much focus on the new signings and the, the top six and all that sort of thing that Dom's not not really been mentioned. And you know, we we spoke about him, Rob, on on the kickabout on Thursday in regards to you know players who you have genuine affection for. And I think you know, me and Mark Mosey sort of said that he, he's the one who's had to you know earn his stripes at the football club. He's had to come up the hard way. He's had to battle for his place and. It's only recently starting to cement his place, and that it's it's a you know it's a ridiculous header, it's a ridiculous cross, it's it's a really good goal. But I just think for for him, Rob, that you know, and, and Linda, feel free to follow on after Rob in this. But for me, it's just it was just so important he got off the mark quickly because you could just imagine if that's nil nil today and he misses a couple of chances or he goes two free games, you tag it on to what happened last season in regards to him not scoring post lockdown, and all of a sudden that. I, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin doesn't score goals, becomes a thing again. And by by virtue of scoring that goal today, it's not a thing. And he scored Everton's winning goal in the, the, the first time he won at the top six side in seven years. Yeah, I, it's so funny that you bring that up. Um, in some ways, uh, that that was one of my very first thoughts when the goal went in. Was I'm I'm I think it's so important that it's Calvert Lewin just because of what what position he is in, um, and and how he is uniquely positioned in some ways to reap the benefits of having these types of players behind him. Um, but but to your point, um, kind of getting off the Schneid, frankly, I mean he had. He had uh, I I don't want to be dramatic, but he had a really poor restart in regards to um, in regards to production, and that's and fairly or not, uh, and we talked about this when Calvert Lewin was uh, struggling for years to to be to be more of a finished product, but but you are a striker, so you were therefore judged by your goals, and so it was so for him, I, I think, to just go ahead and put away those nagging doubts. Uh, not that and he may not have even had them, you know, we can't really get in his head, but uh, I think for I think he will have certainly been relieved to uh, have scored the winning goal to have been, um, you know, been able to score and then not have to think about the drought, uh, because I think every striker, even the even the truly great ones. Uh, once they go more than a game or two without a goal, it's they start to really think about it and start to press and um, Calvert Lewin is needed for so many more things other than his scoring, but it's going to be his scoring that ultimately will will stave off, uh, you know, competition, you know, for his place in the side and, and for, you know, Everton's calculations about whether or not they still need to bring in another striker, which I don't really think that they need to do. Um, Calvert Lewin, look, he is a player and we saw it today. I mean, he's got such a weird, unique subset of skills, too, because He's not a very technically gifted player, but he's an incredibly athletic player, and he can use those strengths in, in, in regards to his his speed, his leaping ability to become an to be an exceptional finisher. Um, you don't necessarily want him to be the one who's uh, you know sprung out on the break necessarily yeah. trying to lead that. That's not really his game, but that's not really a critique of him. Every player has their own set of strengths and weaknesses. But Calvert Lewin, and look, I've said this so many times now, but his success is to me a testament to his own intestinal fortitude. He is a self-made man in regards to his career, given what the expectations were uh, when he came to Everton and for the small fee that he came over for. You know, as much as we sing songs about Coleman's fee, uh, that Calvert-Lewin fee, uh, Mm -hmm. if if people don't already realize that they're they're going to hear hear shortly enough, if you can 
continues to to bang in the goals. He was an absolute bargain, but he wouldn't have been a success without the endeavor that he put in. And, and today was just it was so great to see him be the one to score. He really needed that. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. He's he's an interesting one for me um, because I was in the first half, um, and actually, as I mentioned, made on the commentary as well. I was slightly concerned that he was peripheral to the to the game, and there was you sort of wondered how he was going to fit in with the new setup, with the new team, the way that the the team was playing because he didn't do much in the first half, um, and that's. That's kind of been my concern about him for a while. Uh, I think I actually disagree. I think if Moise Keane was um, further along in his development and more reliable and more experienced in the Premier League, I um, I would agree that I don't think we need another striker, but I actually think we do. Um, I think we need someone who just adds that ability to create something out of nothing, something out of you know a goal out of nothing, to create something by himself. Um, I always hate to, to hark to, to a Liverpool player, but someone like Luis Suarez, who could just pretty much score a goal from anywhere. Mm. Um, now, Rodriguez is going to add that that to the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of being able to score a typically English goal and to grab a goal from a set piece or, or a typical poacher's goal, then Calvin Lewin, he's your, he's your man, and he showed it, he showed it today. I mean, it was a brilliant goal. Brilliant ball in from Dean, a yeah. brilliant goal. Um, and so I think, you know, if, if we don't sign someone else, I think as, as, as long as we, we work out how to get the best delivery to him, the best service to him, then I have no qualms that he's going to, he will probably exceed what he scored last season. And Richardson too, because I just think there's going to be so much more production from this team um, going forward that it's, um, it's, it's, it's exciting because we just have, so much more presence, so much more about us going forward that it's just um, every player in that team in the forward line is going to benefit. Yeah, it, it felt it felt to me as though Carver Lewin and Richarlison today. You know, like I think you both mentioned that Richarlison didn't really have his best game with the ball, but you know he, he kept at it all day. You know, Doherty in the end. You know, he had he had him on toast. He was scared to go anywhere near him because he could beat him technically, he could beat him physically, he could beat him for his pace and. What, what I loved about the way those two played today was that they just wore that Tottenham defence down. And, and, and by the end, it was sort of like they, they were scattered all over the place. This the Spurs back four. You know, Everton were getting loads of space on the ball. The movement was still sharp towards the end of the game. And that that was really encouraging because I think, you know, if, if Spurs defence can't handle, you know, that, that sort of movement and that physicality and that quality, then there's going to be a lot of other teams in the, in the Premier League that struggle with it as well. Rob? Yeah, and, and I, I will say to you on Richarlison, uh, I mean, I I can't, I, I almost don't know how he didn't score that goal in the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, but having said that, um, he absolutely wore out uh, the Spurs' right side today. And, and he, and, and you saw how in, almost instantaneous the connection between him and Hamas Rodriguez was in terms of just being able to connect uh, for chances and and just the fact that you for both it really bodes well for Calvert Lewin and for Richarlison really for everyone in the side to have uh, this much additional chance creation uh, and generation in the side. Um, I, I'm not worried about Richarlison because you know he got chances today that he would you know it, it, that he's going to eventually bag and that's the thing is that 
you know, it would be much more heartbreaking, I suppose, if, if, if it's one of those things where he's only going to get those two chances in a game. But now we're looking at a completely different dynamic in regards to what's generated from midfield and, and, and from the wide areas. And so I think that that, that right there just – I'm not worried about Richarlison. He'll score goals. But um, ultimately, um, just <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to go too far into the show without with acknowledging what Hamas Rodriguez – how easy the game, how yeah. easy he makes the game look, and how that then elevates everyone else. Um, well, I think it was, I want to say it was Graham Lasso on the on the, the broadcast over here remarked that uh, near the end of the match when he went out uh, for the substitution that that James Rodriguez has this this um, unique ability to make the game, make the space around him slow down uh, in a way that it just somehow, like because of his skill on the ball, that he's never very worried and he does and therefore that calm somehow seems to permeate to, to the space around him and therefore uh, just his ability to I, you know Matt it was funny his ability to, to get to pick a pass out almost looked like a, a quarterback throwing the ball to someone as opposed to someone kicking it it just it would curl perfectly land right at the right at the uh, the, the attacker's feet it's just it's so promising and it's so unlike anything I've, I've seen from an Everton player before I, I'm still kind of processing yeah I mean he was going to be the player I was going to come on to speak about next but I think Rob summed it up really well there Lyndon but you know just just watch them in that first half of time it, it was almost like the game was like pivoting around him like he got the ball and things would happen around him with the ball at his feet and I suppose the other thing to say about that is that you know it already felt as though like, look at the runs that Luca Dean was making Richarlison was making Gomez was bursting forward. They they trust this lad to be able to find them when they go forward, and they're not worried about leaving space behind them because they know they're going to get the ball. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the big difference. Um, yeah, his um, his vision, his calm. Um, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of talk about how there's almost this, this this misnomer or this this misconception that he's fragile. He he's got a bit of niggle about. He's him. tough. Yeah, he's um, tough. Yeah, and I was watching some of um, actually his official YouTube channel just has um, just has clips of every involvement that he's had in, in a set game, and these go back a few years. And I was just sitting there watching them. He likes to throw a tackle in, um, and I was almost thinking, "Oh, don't do that too much because that's how you get injured." You know, just sort of take take this. <laughs> yeah, but he's got he's got a bit of niggle. He's got um, this ability to just hold off a player, and he's he's not he's not he's not a big player. But he was holding off likes of just Eric Dyer, just with a you know almost like an, an NFL stiff arm, you know, just just keep your distance. And then yeah, the vision. Just I, I was counting the first ten minutes, I, just how many times each time he hit he hit his pass. I mean, he had a hundred percent pass completion rate for like the first ten minutes or something. And um, not since um, maybe not since Arteta have we had someone who's had that kind of calm in midfield. To put the put their foot on the ball, um, take a touch or two away from an opponent, opponent, and then just spread the spread the play, and it's um, it's it's the kind of play that I wanted for so long, and just been so frustrated that Gilfie Sigurdsson hasn't been, um, you know, where Sigurdsson is, his, his initial inclination is always to go backwards. And there was a, I think maybe his second pass that that James tried today was was a kind of he wasn't even looking; it was kind of a reverse pass yeah, forward, yeah. and he didn't get straight forward. And I was like. Wow, that's the way, you know, go forward and things happen. So, um, yeah, I, he's, I haven't been this excited about an Everton player in many, many, many years. I'm so glad that this first 90 minutes or 88 minutes or whatever it was has kind of vindicated 
know, everything. And, and you know, he's 75, 70% fit. If, if you get him ramped up and keep him fit, I mean, he's going to, he's going to control this team. It's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, the, the physical, you know, the fitness might may not have been there yet, but I think it's just a testament to his just also class and technical ability that he was able to cope in that environment today. You know, first ever you know, game in the Premier League against a, a Tottenham side that are gnarly and nasty, you know, you're away from home. And like you said, for an hour, it made him look easy. And I suppose that the other good thing, you know, that you said there, Lyndon, that he had two or three probably meaningful touches in the second half. But one was a really good pass over the top to, to Richarlison, which he should have done better with. You know, every time he gets on the ball in the final third, it's, it's like he's going to make it count. Um, so really excited to see what he can do. Uh, just just before we, we wrap up, uh, quick word on, on the on the other lads, Lyndon, I'll come to you first. Um, Alan, you know, there's one moment where he got caught by Mora and, and Tottenham broke away and maybe could have scored. But but other than that, it's it's hard to think of a you know, he didn't really put a foot wrong, did he? Just made it look really easy, really straightforward and another player, like you said, you know, Rodriguez has got that bit of edge and bit of narkiness to his game. This lad certainly has, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He, he looked like he'd, he's, he's been a Premier League player for years. Yeah. That's the best kind of signing you can make from abroad. Um, yeah, a couple of, a couple of loose touches, um, maybe a bit of nerves, uh, a bit of unfamiliarity with the team. But yeah, just, um, he just felt with him and Decore, who we haven't actually mentioned, but I thought was, was really impressed with him too. Mm. Just the way that, um, just the security that when Tottenham were breaking forward, you were, you know, with, Apart from the, for the time when Son on the, on, and Mora on the counter-attack and they had us two-on-two two or whatever. Um, apart from that, you were always confident that either Decore or um, Alan were going to be there to cover. And more often than not, they were. And, and again, that's just the kind of... Since, since Adrissa Gay left, we haven't had that. Um, and so, again, it's coming back to this, this protection for the, to the, for the back four, who were excellent. I thought Shane Coleman played. Yeah. His, yeah really, really good. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to put to, to to find fault in that performance from 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 back to front. So it's it's really good. Um, and one player, you know, we should probably mention as well. Rob, we've not mentioned him yet. Jordan Pickford had an excellent game, yeah. didn't he? To be fair, just gonna throw, just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I mean, I, I'm I'm very clearly on the record about my feelings of in regards to Jordan Pickford's body of work at Everton so far, and the fact that it has not been. Um, it has not been enough for me. Um, but I, I, look, I, I don't, I'm almost at the point now where I don't really care what, what the motivation is, uh, if you can get this out of him. Um, I I was really, look, uh, Jordan Pickford was excellent today. I think in a lot of, you know, in, in another scenario, we might be talking about him as man of the match and, and you could actually make a pretty good argument given the fact that he made, I counted at least two super crucial saves, uh, that, that kept us from going down uh, one nil. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what was great though, Rob? More than that for me, coming and getting crosses at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that the saves, you know, the shot stopping. You know, I mean, he's he's. I've said before, he's sort of a YouTube goalie in that he can make the spectacular save and that's great but what i've wanted to see more from him is what we believed we were getting when we got him which was his command of the box today um you know almost to the point where it looked like he was climbing yari mina's back to punch one of those balls out and i'm like please don't hurt yari uh, <laughs> he commanded he commanded his box incredibly well today 
the key for Jordan Pickford, as has always been the case, is can we get this again next next time out and the time after? I, I, th- there needs to be an underlying common consistency about his game that if he can do it, because the, the, the talent has always been there, and that's never really been the question. It's been about his focus and about his consistency. If he can put those things together, a- again, he is one of those players who you don't automatically think of as being – uh, one of the people who can benefit most from uh, the new players around him. But if, if this, you know, if he's excited about this, if he needs to fight for his England spot, I, I don't even care at this point. Just just get this from him, and suddenly we we really have a, a great opportunity. The other, there are two other play, there are two other, um, two or three other players. I'll be really quick. That, that I want to certainly address. Um, one is, we, we talked about this, Matt, before. I, I thought Andre Gomez looked really good today yeah. when, you know, especially in the first half. I mean, he was pinging balls around himself. I, I He just looked like he had the weight of the world taken off of him now. I mean, suddenly he is, he's the, the, the you know, kind of the, the, the less important or the less kind of uh, point of focus there. And I think that's huge. Uh, for him to just be free to just be who he is, uh, I thought it was interesting the way they deployed him and uh, Carlo deployed him to, to you know pressing mode at, at times as well. But I thought he looked really good, and and also big credit to Michael Keane and Yerry Mina today. I, I thought you know you never know how a new pairing is going to you know I say a new pairing they've played together before, but you know with the injury to Holgate, I think everyone was sort of wondering how this would go today. They both looked like the best versions of themselves. They played like giant center halves, and and uh, you know they they. One, they, they dominated the air today. I, I was particularly worried about Yari Mina coming back from a serious injury, had no preseason time, and and he slotted in perfectly today next to Michael Keane, and I thought that was promising. So to, to Lyndon's point, look, I think that the hardest thing about doing a, a pod after a match like this is that you want to spend time talking about every player. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there was there were no passengers today, and if, if Everton can find a way to consistently operate in a manner where everyone is collectively pulling together and there aren't these lulls in energy suddenly you have you have an opportunity to begin thinking at least about um you know aspirations that that are that are better than than what we've been talking about but really impressive today Uh, so many good players Uh, i can't wait for them to play again yeah wonderful stuff uh big smiles on everyone's faces here and red zones on today as well lads the cherry on the top of the cake as well in that regard but uh, no, I really appreciate uh, the time from, from Rob and Lyndon there that did feel a little bit different today didn't it fingers crossed it does mean the start of a new Everton and a good season on the cards you've been listening to the Blue Room that is your post-match reaction for Tottenham nil, Everton 1 I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.